Korean Medis Podcast. I am your host, Nisar Ahmed. I am the founder and editor of the blog, KoreanMedis.com. And this is episode 29 of the Korean Medis Podcast. And this episode is part of the expert series. And for today's expert series episode, I'm interviewing Kristen Constable, who will be talking to us about a new concept in leadership called whole life leadership. Uh, before I bring my guest onward uh, on on to the interview, I, I have a brief bio that I'd like to read, and um, before I introduce the guest, so here it goes. Kristen Constable is the founder of Winning Defined by You. She's an ACC leadership and business coach, values-driven learning and development specialist, and a team and systems coach. Um, Kristen works with organizations uh, and entrepreneurs and business leaders to bring values-driven leadership into their lives and into the companies they work in. She has been coaching and in the field of learning and development for the past 10 years and in this time has supported organizations build award-winning coaching and leadership cultures that not only support the strength of the organizations, but that support the growth and development of each individual within the organization. Kristen's passion is values-driven leadership and coaching she believes that when leaders are connected to and operating from their authentic leadership purpose, their impact will transform not only their organization, but all areas of their lives. Producing whole life leadership wins. Hey, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Great. Thanks for having me. So I, um, I wanted to spend our time today to talk about the new concept of whole life leadership. Uh, but I always like to start off getting to know my guests a little bit. I, I know I've read a long uh, bio, mm-hmm. but I always like to hear your version. Uh, so maybe if you can take a moment to introduce yourself and how you got started into this field. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, so I have been in the learning and development field, as you said, for um, for pretty much my whole career. And I have worked with um, leaders who are in leadership positions, maybe for the first time, kind of emerging leaders, and working with them to really um, step into what leadership looks like for them um, in a way that is powerful and authentic. And, you know, what got me really excited and interested in this area of work is looking at the impact that coaching can have and also um, uncovering and unlocking each individual as a leader, as opposed to developing blanket kind of leadership development programs that taught skills and the doing part of leadership, but really didn't get to what was fundamental and the being part of leadership, the underneath part, the part that people could take and apply to any situation, any organization, and really show up as a leader in every single area of their life. So, I started, I kind of got into coaching and that world about six years ago. And since then, um, have worked with multiple organizations, started my own business. And now I'm really um, developing this whole life leadership concept and programs around that to support leaders, entrepreneurs, and taking that next step in their leadership, which sometimes seems like it might be um, a step sideways, but it starts with leading self. So a lot of the work that I do with leaders um, takes that approach of how are you going to lead self before trying to lead others. Um, so that's the work that I do now, and it shows up in coaching, um, one-on-one coaching, team coaching, and leadership development programs. 
Thanks for that introduction. I have a couple of things from that introduction I wanted to build on and expand on. Uh, one other question I wanted to ask you before we do that is, uh, can you tell us where you're calling from? Yeah, um, I live in Vancouver, British Columbia. So I actually just moved um, a week ago. So I've got my new home office all set up in my house looking out at uh, the tree-lined street. So it's uh, a pretty good Saturday morning for me so far. You know, I've heard, I'm sure anybody listening to this, only good things about Vancouver. Everyone says it's a beautiful city. It's very vibrant. It's it's uh, the location. It's 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 great. But um, from uh, someone since uh, someone who is living there, what would be something that people don't know about Vancouver? Is there any fun fact that uh, that you learned uh, or people would know once they move there? Well, I'd say something that's happening quite recently that um, is awesome is Vancouver has kind of had this um, stigma around kind of being a no fun city for a long time. And um, in the last few years, there's been so much fun stuff that's been implemented into the city. And one thing I'll just share is um, there's a bike share program that just got implemented. And so now there's over 40 um, stalls around the city with bikes that you can just, um, you know, rent for a block or a day, whatever that looks like. And you can kind of, it's a perfect city to explore on bike. So anyone who's coming to the city, um, I would totally recommend exploring it on bike. And now there's a bike share program to make that happen. That's 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 great because uh, what I've also heard, one of the advantage, I'm calling from Toronto, one of the advantage Vancouver has, it doesn't necessarily snow as or snow at all, right? Is that true? Very rare, yeah. not a- No, on the mountains, but in the city, it's pretty rare to get snow. Oh, wow. So that's that's like a dream for any Canadian. Maybe that's the reason because <laughs> all of Canada, wherever you are, you get a lot of snow. Uh, we are getting into the winter of months very soon. So that'll be like a fresh, like that's totally unexpected in Canada. So that's that I'm sure that attracts a lot of people. And since it doesn't snow, obviously, everybody wants to be outdoors. So that makes that bike share program sounds like a great way to uh, explore the city. Yeah, definitely. All right. So let's uh, get into the whole concept of leadership and um, uh, you uh, be, uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is as you were doing your introduction you talked about the concept where you're not leading you're not teaching leadership or to the leader or, or the or, or the manager but to every individual so it's it's basically a totally different way of looking at leadership right because traditional leadership is the boss or the manager gets trained or coached but the Employees don't. So can you expand on that? I mean, that's that's a fresh perspective. And um, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. Yeah, definitely. So just to be clear, I mean, there are um, pieces of leadership that are really important for um, leading others. And so there's tons of programs around that. And this, but I'm, what I'm talking about is this whole life leadership piece. And that's the piece that you're talking about where everyone gets trained um, as a leader, whether they have got a title or not. Um, And what's really interesting about this philosophy is in many organizations today, we're kind of moving away from that top-down approach. It is much more flat in organizations. The people that um, are in organizations, the employees, are looking for more autonomy. Um, They're looking to be empowered. They're looking to be able to lead their own area of the business, even if that's just their one role. And in order for that to happen, everyone needs leadership skills. 
And if we're wanting to kind of grow from within as well, it's too late when someone's stepped into a leadership role to then be, to then try and fill in the gaps. But if we start with the premise that everyone in the organization is a leader in some way or the other, and they have the opportunity to lead themselves and take you know, absolute responsibility for the roles that they're in, it shifts the mindset and it shifts the um, culture of an organization to have an organization full of leaders. We can only imagine um, what's possible. And so that's the idea around whole life leadership. And it expands beyond the organization and into people's lives as well. Because if you think about it, in every um, aspect of our life, we have the opportunity to lead. And we have the opportunity to have an impact and make a difference. And often we look at some areas of our lives and we kind of take a disempowered look at it. It's like, well, this is just the way things are. But what if you took the the view that in your family, you have the role to lead. Um, In your community, you have the role to lead. With your finances, you have the role to lead. It becomes a, a drastically different picture that you start painting for yourself and um, that's really what whole life leadership is about, is creating this uh, paradigm shift where you take this view that you are a leader in every single area of your life. That's very interesting, Kristen, because um, usually leadership is defined more towards career or work, right? Leadership is a skill that most people, uh, traditionally, I should say, is thought of something that you improve so you get promoted, you know, you lead people, lead companies. But you are talking about the impact it has on one's individual, like when someone leaves work. So that's a fresh perspective. So it's like, that's why the, it's a holistic approach. Yeah, right. exactly. Yeah. Okay. That, that, makes, that makes sense. So, uh, so in, in terms of uh, training, so everyone gets trained as a leader. So that, that sounds very interesting. So what are some of the... You talked about responsibilities that someone improves on once they get this training or once they are, uh, what, what, are what are some of the immediate benefits at work or in their career someone sees? Uh, I'd like to hear you expand on that once they are, once they are exposed to this whole life leadership. Mm-hmm. So I think in the whole life leadership uh, model, what we start with is we start with values. And um, the idea here is that if we have Leaders operating from um, their authentic leadership style. So not looking outside of themselves and saying, okay, um, you know, that person's a leader. I should be like them. Or, um, you know, this is what I think leadership is. So I'm going to try and be like this. Or this is the checklist to have, you know, a performance conversation. So I'm just going to follow the checklist. Um, if we get people to really get, you know, attached to and to really understand what their own values are and start leading from those, all of a sudden you have um, people who now are relatable for the people that maybe they, anyone who's following them, anyone who needs to have a performance conversation. It's not kind of this awkward um, thing that sounds like their boss talking through them. Instead, it can actually come from, well, you know, for me, respect is a real big thing. So I'm going to have this conversation from a place of um, respect and connection. If Those are two values for me. Um, so those are the types of things that show up right away for people is 
without having the toolkit, so to speak, of how to have a difficult conversation, how to, you know, do a performance review, how to do all of these things that come along with leadership often, um, there it's kind of an inside out approach of taking on leadership because it's just like, okay, what would I do in this? What would be authentic and real for me in this situation? And so the immediate impact is people can start playing with um, all of these responsibilities and roles um, from a place that feels really good from that for them and starting to create their own signature um, leadership style and what they're out to create their leadership purpose ultimately is where we go with it. So basically personalizing it for them because you, you talked about authentic few times and uh, you mentioned about this performance review. What traditionally companies do is let's say someone is in management or leadership position. They, they, grow to, they go through this um, lengthy checklist, as you mentioned, and it's very impersonal. I mean, someone who's been on the other side receiving the performance review, you're not necessarily having a real conversation. You just go, okay, you've done this, you've done this, you've met expectations. But here, it's you're not necessarily bound within those confines of a checklist. You're, you're being more real. Mm-hmm. And it, it, this also has a better impact for both parties. Right, based on what based on what you mentioned, okay, totally. That makes that makes very sense. So uh, you mentioned values driven leadership. So the the whole concept of values is very interesting because let's say I'm a values driven leader. Um, I just wanted to clarify so people understand. Are you talking about the your individual values or the person on the other side their values as well? Um, can you clarify on that? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up because um, I think what makes this so powerful and this work so powerful is that when someone has clarity and awareness around their personal values, they can find um, alignment in the organizations that they're with and the teams that they're on and the things that they're doing. <clears throat> so the, pers- the values that I'm talking about are personal values for the individual. Um, and what's really interesting about that is that, you know, I've been doing this work for a while and when I talk about values to people is, and I ask like big groups, who here knows their values? You kind of get like this weird response, like half the, the group kind of slowly puts up their hand, half the group doesn't put it up at all. And when we dig into this, a lot of people kind of intrinsically know what their values are, um, but to be able to articulate those to others can be really um, challenging. And so this work is around really understanding your own values so you can articulate them to other people. And so you can start to create um, actions and um, environments that are aligned with your values. So it's to create them for yourself, but then also to share them with people on the other side. And then people and then also the organization. And I think that's where for organizations, this work really um, the ROI is, is if people understand what their own values are, and as an organization, you have a clear understanding of what the organization's values are, you can really work well with leaders and people in your organization to make sure that there's alignment and make sure that there's, um, you know, they don't have to be completely on like the same, they likely won't be, but you can have conversations around how do people's personal values support the organizational values. Um, and then from there, that's where real strong cultures start to get built. So I don't know, did that answer your question? Clearly, I kind of went on a couple um, different thoughts there. 
No, no, that 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 makes good sense because um, uh, you know I wanted to segue into organization. I think you helped me helped me with that. So thanks for that. So um, the reason, no, definitely you answered my question. Personal values and aligning them with organizational values. Because at the end of the day, no matter what a company makes or produces, uh, there are some fundamental values through which they run things. Uh, the operating, it's basically like the operating guidelines of the company. So now you brought up organizational values. And if anyone looks is looking at researching a company when they're applying for a job, I've noticed this recently in the last few years that almost every company talks about their values, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is not something that I came across 10 years ago. 10 years ago, it was like, yeah, we are ABC company. We do this. These are our clients. This is what we sell. This is what our solutions are. Today, it's about this is our culture. This is our values. This is why the type of people we have, uh, which is interesting because it's not only one company, but it's many companies have come. So what do you think? Is there something changing across the board where this is becoming more and more prop, um, prominent? Yeah, for sure. There's definitely, um, from what I've been able to see and my experience, a, a movement towards more purpose-driven organizations. And um, I think you're you're totally bang on with, you know, 10 years ago, even if companies did have values, because, um, you know, it'd be part of their charter, it'd be maybe, you know, part of their vision, mission, value statement, but it would be more like just words on a wall that you know, was, you know, just there. But what I'm noticing is, now organizations are really bringing values to life. They're not just words on a wall. They're how they operate. Um, you know, uh, there's an organization um, head office in, in the city here, Lululemon. Um, and, you know, in terms of people development cultures, they're really strong. And in their lunchroom area or their common area, they've got their values like painted in a mural all on the wall. And they hire for values and it, it is one of these things that it's it's such a strong culture because they do such a good job of um, values alignment and really hiring people that um, relate and are aligned with their organizational values. And I think the shift there comes from um, actually the employee side is I think people um, now are demanding more of a purpose-driven, meaningful work that they're engaged in. It's not enough to go in at nine, clock out at five, and kind of leave that part of their life compartmentalized um, in their work zone. People now, whether, you know, the millennial generation kind of gets the credit for this, and it's like, oh, the millennials want this. But I actually, my experience is that everyone's starting to want this a bit more is this idea of work-life balance isn't quite working for people and people are looking for work-life integration. And what that means is that people need to be able to bring them their whole selves to work and they need to be able to um, show up fully in the work that they're in, which means they have to be aligned with the organization and the culture. So that's kind of what I've noticed over the last little while and um, more and more organizations, large and small, um, you know, kind of the small uh, B Corp kind of organizations, especially, are really moving towards this purpose driven, values driven um, ethos. You know what? And as someone who is uh, like most of the audience for Career Metis blog and podcast is people who are looking for jobs are changing careers and for them it's this is good news because 
um, they, they can they have a wide variety of companies that are purpose driven. So so it's not like many years ago where they went to work for the sake of working. They have multiple examples of companies, as you mentioned, that are looking for those type of people. So it becomes more meaningful. Yeah. Right. So so I think that's great news. Great to hear as more and more companies are talking about employee engagement and purpose driven values. So that's that's great news. Um, one thing I wanted to ask is it's always good to hear some type of stories. So you've been doing this uh, for a while now. Um, do you have any of your favorite stories of your customers, whether it's an co- organization or a team, they come to you and they have uh, gone through this whole concept of whole life leadership or values driven leadership and the results or the benefit has been this. I know I put you on the spot, but, uh, <laughs> okay. but every, everybody I speak to has a favorite story. So that's, I was, I was wondering, do you have any? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. There's lots of examples. Um, so I think I've got multiple examples, but I think one of the, um, one of the ones that stands out for me the most, cause it, it's, it may seem counterintuitive, um, is working with an organization and really um, implementing this idea of whole life leadership, doing whole life leadership coaching with people, having them look at their values and, um, you know, their their whole life, not just their life at work, their leadership at work. And having um, having one person really realized through that work that this wasn't the place for them and it wasn't that there's anything wrong with the organization um when but when they looked at their values and you know where they wanted to be in five years and the type of work that they were doing they realized that you know that where they are isn't going to kind of get them there and um so they actually chose to leave the organization and the reason i bring this this up is because this type of work often is um, brought into organizations for employee engagement and retention. So the idea that someone would go through this type of a program and then leave the organization is like, oh, did that go horribly wrong? <laughs> um, but in fact, that what came out of it was that it was an amazing, um, it was an amazing awareness for the individual, and it created an amazing opportunity within the organization because what was happening was that through this program, the right people were on the bus and the right seats and people who weren't meant to be on the bus had the awareness uh, that that was the case and also had the awareness of around and the ability and um, to take action around what to do about it. So, it freed up a spot for someone in the organization to um, be able to, you know, who is totally right for for that role in that organization. And this individual went off to go completely, um, you know, take a take a 180 in terms of their career direction. Um, and I actually had a conversation with them just about a month ago, and they were doing so well. They're really leading this idea of like um, integration in their lives and in their life. So for me, that's one of the stories that stand out as kind of the most impactful because um, I think it, it that's to me what this is all about um, and having these wins on both, both sides for the organization and for the individual that really are life changing. 
I think that story is actually a positive thing, right? Yeah. Not just because someone leaves doesn't mean because uh, the the other the other side of the spectrum is if they did not know this, they would have stayed there. They would have been miserable. It would have hurt productivity. It would have affected the team, the company. So if it is not a good fit, it's better to know early than to wait two years to find out. So I think it's a positive. Exactly. The way I see it. Okay, that, that, that makes total sense because at the end of the day, people join companies for different reasons. But once they are able to understand the values and connect with them, they, they, uh, the connection is more stronger. Definitely. And I, I think that's a great, uh, great example. Um, so one uh, after listening to this, Kristen, uh, we are coming to almost towards the end here. After listening to this, uh, they wanted to know more about yourself, uh, your coaching and your leadership program. How can the audience reach you? What, what, is there any recommended methods? Um, the best way to kind of get to know me is um, social media. So I um, am active on um, Twitter and LinkedIn and um, Facebook. So um, you can look up um, Winning Defined by You on Facebook and then Coach Constable um, on Twitter. Um, and also my website, uh, winningcoaching.ca. And um, there's contact information on there. And so, yeah, I'm happy to um, connect with anyone who's interested in finding out more about whole life leadership or any questions or anything like that. Thanks for sharing that. I'll make sure that when I write a summary uh, along with this episode, I'll include those links and all the uh, Twitter handle, LinkedIn, ID, et cetera, et cetera. So, as we are coming to the end, Kristen, before we conclude, before we wrap up, any last words that you would like to say to the audience? I was thinking about, you know, this idea of leadership and like what what is leadership and what how do I define leadership? And there's this one um, quote by John Quincy Adams that kind of stands out to me and is really fundamental for this idea of whole life leadership and um the quote is, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And it just fits so perfectly for whole life leadership is you don't need a title and you have the ability to lead in every area of your life. And for me, if we had, um, you know, everyone leading and living from their values and in every area of their lives, it would be a pretty it would be a pretty amazing organization to be a part of and a pretty cool world to be a part of. So um, that's the only thing that I'll leave is that take on that idea of you are a leader um, in every area and see what that does, um, does for your mindset. I think that's a great conclusion. I mean, I love that quote uh, and that summarizes the whole concept. So I think uh, a terrific job there. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks, Kristen, for joining us all the way from Vancouver. You shared some great ideas. Um, as I mentioned, I'll, I'll summarize everything and uh, when I publish this. So thanks for being a guest. Yeah, thanks for having me. You're welcome. Thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview with uh, links to Kristen's website and, uh, and the social media handles. Uh, as part of a blog post. Uh, if you liked what you heard, feel free to subscribe to the Career Medis podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And for more content, ideas, tips, and resources, go to careermedis.com. If you enjoyed this particular episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, uh, definitely go ahead and share this episode with your network. 
Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medis Podcast. 